I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome, one and all, to episode 252 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And for this episode, we have a special band discussion with my patrons discussing the iconic German band, Scorpions. They're such a highly influential band. They're a band that was really on top of the world. And this is something that I mentioned during the episode. If you really want to analyze things, as big as Priest and Maiden became, while Maiden was playing places like Radio City Music Hall and Long Beach Arena, Scorpions were playing places like Madison Square Garden and the Forum, or the Great Western Forum, and stuff like that. They were playing bigger venues around the world. Now, could you say that both bands in 2021 have the same amount of popularity? I guess you could debate that. You could debate that Maiden is the bigger of the three bands at this point in time. But for a few years there, Scorpions were bigger than... uh, then Priest and Maiden. You could argue that Scorpions was maybe the biggest rock band in the world, or at least hard rock band. So that's something to, to take in and just look at all the different things that they've done to influence people with different players and whatnot. Uh, they were a direct influence on bands like Metallica and Scorpion, or not Scorpions, Megadeth, excuse me. So... Anyway, this is a really fun discussion with my patrons, and we're going to be doing nothing but patron discussions on the Signals from Mars live stream from here until the end of the year. Tonight, we're going to be doing a special on 1981, the year and its importance when it comes to hard rock and metal. Uh, We're also going to be discussing the current state of hard rock and metal next week, and then we're going to wrap the year up with a discussion on 2021 and our favorites. So be on the lookout for that. Signals from Mars takes place every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. in the UK. And for those of you like myself in Europe, midnight Friday going into Saturday. Uh, We also have Trivia Tuesday, which is exclusively on Twitch every Tuesday. From 5 p.m. Eastern, it's it's a quick half-hour show. 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. in the UK, and 11 p.m. in Europe. I'm giving away $5 discounts to the new Mars Attacks podcast merch store to all the winners. Uh, we also have the Fireside pre-show before the live stream which is where I discuss new releases and I talk about hard rock and metal news. And that takes place one hour before signals from Mars exclusively on fireside. And recently I released a new episode of the Mars attacks radio show. That's exclusively on anchor and Spotify. It's the only place where I can include music legally. If you are a subscriber of Spotify, you get the full songs. If not, you get 30 second sound samples between me 
talking about the songs and whatnot. Um, real quickly, want to give a shout out to all of my patrons, some of them who are part of this episode, some that are not. So, um, I, and real quickly, I will be discussing the end of Talking Metal and Mark Striegel on my Patreon-exclusive Victor M. Ruiz podcast. You can get that for as little as two bucks a month. And the patrons, some of them, like Johan in Sweden, he was part of this uh, episode. You have Metal Dan, who's usually on Trivia Tuesday. He kind of won this past week. Jerry from Long Island, whose idea it was to create the year discussions. So thank you for that, Jerry. Have uh, Jose up in Connecticut. We have Chris Vaglio from the Chris and Amanda show. We have the metal dentist, Gabriel Ruiz. We have Mark Striegel, soon to be formerly of Talking Metal. Brad Dahl of Yarg Metal. Mike Jones. Yes, our Mike Jones. Jeremy Weltman, whose patron's pick is coming up shortly. And we have Steve Hoker, the Hokenator, the, uh, the, the OG here for Patreon. I want to thank all of them for their support. I want to thank you guys for listening. And I realize that not everyone wants to spend money on Patreon. If you can like, share, subscribe uh, to the podcast, the live stream, uh, all the various platforms where I do what I do, you can go to subscribe right there on the homepage of MarsAttacksRadio.com. You've also got links to all of the social media and all the platforms where I like to spread the word of what I'm doing. There's everything from, you know, the usuals, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, like I said, Twitch, there's a TikTok, there's Mixcloud, there's... 16 different platforms, if I'm not mistaken. So there you go. Also want to mention to everyone that this Tuesday on the Tuesday trivia show, it will be nothing but kiss related questions. Next week will be Motley Crue and the following week, Iron Maiden. You can watch the replays on MarsAttacksRadio.com and also on YouTube. Here's Jeremy Weltman with Patreon's Pick. Hello everyone, another week has gone by and there is a huge list of albums, EPs, reissues, live albums, compilations, you name it, they're all on MarsAttacksRadio.com that Victor has put up for this week. Uh, there were in fact 21 new albums, uh, there was three EPs and that includes some new music from Smith and Cotson which we've been listening to, very similar to the album they brought out, the debut album, uh, which I particularly liked and bought. Um, there's quite a few good or certainly interesting live albums that have come out, including um, Vardis with Live at the 100 Club in London, which I've actually been to. Um, and uh, there's also one from Aerosmith, a live album from Aerosmith, and another one from Motorhead, um, all being released this week. Um, the, of the new albums, there were several there which I quite enjoyed. There was one by Sainted Sinners, uh, we've been listening to some of that um, on Victor's Patreon site and uh, in his Patreon's, Patreon's group. Uh, that's good classic rock. The album's called Taste It. It's got Bonfire's Frank Pane. Uh, it's got the new or the current Tigers of Pantang vocalist, Jack May. And uh, that was uh, good solid rock. You've also got the Edge of the Blade album with Distant Shores. 
I liked the songs. The songs were very good. I thought it needed a little bit of a better mix on that album. Also, the uh, the albums by The Imminence and Resolve, they're both okay. Uh, the same can be said for uh, Triumph and Tragedy by a band called Hitten, and also Don't Spare the Wicked by Fortress. All decent albums this week, worth a listen. But this week's patron's pick is another slightly different one, which may not have been guessed by Victor. It's The Tea Party with Blood Moon Rising. I really like this. There's a lot of different styles on here. It's the Canadian band, uh, which really puts everything into their songs. I really like the cult-style groove of Way Way Down. There was the laid-back Bowie-esque Sun Shower and Our Love, and the much rockier moment Hole in My Heart. There's 14 songs on this on this album, certainly on the bonus track edition. Really worth checking out. And it is this week's patrons' pick: the Tea Party with Blood Moon Rising. The Tea Party, very cool. Gene Hoagland turned me on to them. He was doing commentary for the Classic Album Series, which I did years ago. I was on the phone with him same day for over five and a half hours, I think it was in total. But uh, we were talking about Queens of the Stone Age's Songs for the Deaf, which has Dave Grohl on it. And he talked about liking what Dave Grohl had done on a Killing Joke album and how there's a song called The Death and Resurrection Show, which happened to play all the time as well, had this really cool samba beat. And we started talking about different drummers and different bands that do, you know, Zeppelin-y type things or just different kind of that feel in the pocket type playing. And he brought up the Tea Party. So he turned me on to them, and it's awesome that Jeremy listened to their latest release and really liked it as well. So cool. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you're new to the show, I always like to thank you guys for spending time with us here for this episode. There's a million other podcasts you could be listening to. There's a million other things you could be doing. But I thank you for choosing to spend this time with me, and in this case, with my patrons for this really cool discussion on Scorpions. If you've never been a part of or listened to one of these episodes or seen the video version before, hopefully this will inspire you to at least check us out on Patreon. You could do so for as little as two bucks a month, and the next discussion that we have, you could be involved as well. So. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. And I will leave you with last week's discussion with my patrons on the iconic German band, the Scorpions. See ya. Welcome one and all to the Friday, November 26th edition of the Signals from Mars Live show, live stream, brought to you by the Mars Attacks podcast, VMR, IT, web design, and 
audio editing, and we are joined this week by my patrons, and we are going to be discussing none other than Scorpions. Uh, we have a bunch of people from around the world here. Hope that all you guys are doing well. We have Jeremy coming in from uh, Manchester or outside of Manchester in the UK, dealing with a uh, rock and roll hurricane in his part of the world. We have uh, Brad in the uh, desert plains of Utah, although that's the wrong band, Judas but it's Priest. Wait, we're right on top of Arizona. There you go. There you go. That's that's correct. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. And this this transitions into Johan because he's in a blackout. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can't see Johan. He's he's in a blackout there. I can kind of see him, but uh, Wait, there he is. It's the ghost of Johan. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, sure. We... <laughs> I know it's dark in Sweden right now, isn't it? Yes. The midnight sun. Um, <laughs> not dark there this time of year. And we do have our Rob Rowe up at the top, joined by his microphone as well, who was a big star the last time around that we did one of these band discussions. That's right. Give the mic respect, man. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> a round of applause for the mic there. There we go. Now we can hey. see. Is but, he wearing uh, a rush shirt? Is it a rush shirt? Signals. Yes, it is. See that? Signal. There you go. So, anyway, tonight's discussion <laughs> will be a um, Scorpions discussion. As I have mentioned, we may have some people popping in and out because it is Thanksgiving. There were some people that uh, told me it was Thanksgiving yesterday that they would be able to hop in for a few seconds. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening throughout the show. Uh, in any event, if this is your first time joining us for one of these band discussions and um, of course there are people messaging me about what link you need to uh, to sign in, but uh, all right, hold on. Hook, hook them up, hook them up. Yeah, hey, so it uh, looks like well, we'll take over here for a second. Jeremy, uh, let's see that t shirt you're wearing there. Yeah, so Scorpion's tour shirt, I think it was the Unbreakable tour, oh. I think, if I remember rightly. Cool. Yeah, here's here's my uh. My unbreakable. It's a. Uh, there we go. Yeah, it's from it's from Asia somewhere. It's like an SCD or something like that, an SDCD or wow. something. I don't know if that's the normal cover for the album or not. Yeah. Um, is that, is, is that pretty? I, I'm not sure it is. Let me let me grab mine. What we got to say? Yeah, yeah, because it's got some Asian and uh, uh, apologies to all our Asian listeners out there or viewers, but it has some characters there that you can see. Whoops! Wait a second. Here we go. That kind of look Chinese, I'm gonna guess. I don't know, but I got this. I got this somewhere, and it's a. It came with a bonus CD and a bunch of bonus tracks that are really cool. That's mine. Yeah. So it's it's similar. Oh, yeah, I've also similar. I've also seen the cover in red. Ah. So 
But uh, anyway, now, now that I can actually focus on this, um, what we usually do here is I get my patrons together to discuss a band. We did a Motley Crue discussion, Iron Maiden discussion, and Judas Priest discussion. Uh, this is now Scorpions. So, and for you to be able to appear on screen, chat with us, and have your voice heard, you need to be a, a patron. You can do that for as little as $2 a month and then go up from there, depending on uh, what type of merch or what type of um, things you actually want to uh, listen to. Um from the uh from from patreon so there you go we welcome the metal dentist mr gabriel ruiz um I, I, I believe that that is a familiar kitchen that, that i know of there was a uh, uh a chocolate bar scandal of 1991 took place there <laughs> but uh, that will be a discussion for another night <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to talk about that right now real quick. What the hell is that all about? <laughs> you know the story I'm referring to? Uh, no. Okay. So we actually have... house in 1991. <laughs> that, that isn't your parents' house? No. Okay. All right. It looks like your parents' house. And, that, and, and I'm an idiot for bringing this up because technically your computer would be where they're... Um, where their ranges or the sink. So it would make very little sense for you to be propped in front of the uh, fridge, but uh, the, uh, no, the, correct. No, this yeah. is my house. It's okay. similar, but no, yeah. <laughs> so, the, the, well, what's, what's the chocolate bar incident? <laughs> the chocolate bar incident was a story you once told me where um, you got home, you had hidden a, it was like a, uh, it was a specific chocolate bar that cost a lot. I forget what they were called that Hershey's had with almonds. Um, and you had hidden it. And that Friday, you were going to come home and eat the chocolate bar after school. And then when you got home, you looked in the cabinet and it was gone. And then oh. you asked your you asked your old man. You said, <laughs> you said, you said, hey, have you seen my chocolate bar? And he turned around and he had chocolate all over his face. He says, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Sorry. So the subject of Scorpions, um, I felt that it was an important band to bring up because during one point in time, I feel that they were just as important as Maiden or Priest, definitely in Europe and even in the U.S. with Love at First Thing and Worldwide Live. Both of those albums were huge they were huge everywhere um i remember as a not even a teenager before i was a teenager you know because that came out in what 84 ish uh love it first thing 84 85 yeah, yeah. yeah it was 84 okay so i remember up until the early 90s where you could walk into bars here in spain and you'd hear big city nights and bad boys running wild all the time. And it's interesting because those technically weren't the hits in the States because obviously the hits were Rocky Like a Hurricane and Still Loving You. Those songs got played as well. I mean, Still Loving You got usually played during the end of the night to, uh, during the, the ballad session at the, uh, at the clubs to clear people out. You know, once the ballads hit, you knew that there was like 
a half hour left before they were closing. So that's when they would play that kind of stuff. But anyway, we're going to go around here and uh, and talk to everyone a little bit about uh, Scorpion. So similar to the other episodes that we've done, Jeremy, since you joined us first, we're going to go with you first. Um, do you remember the first time you heard Scorpions? Did you know the name of the band before you actually heard music by them? Or did the music come at the same time? So the answer to your question is, yes, I do remember when I first heard them. And no, I didn't know who they were. Um, we used to play a lot of music at garage parties in the early 80s. I was in my early teenage and we used to go around to friends' houses for garage parties. And we used to take a lot of metal with us. And a friend of mine took um, the Love Drive album, uh, which I'd never heard before. Um, and they used to play uh, various songs off it. I mean, they used to play Another Piece of Meat and we'd all headbang in the, in the middle of the, uh, the garage. And the girls would just look at us with disdain uh, while we were doing this, um, all, all clad in denim and leather as usual. Um, and uh, it was one of those songs. I think there was that song and Sammy Hager's This Planet's on Fire, which were the two main uh, sort of headbanging songs. Um, and I didn't know who this band was. Um, you know, a friend of mine bought, brought the Love Drive album to, to the party. Um, and in fact, the one that you can see above there uh, I bought about a year later, um, and that's the original one that I have. And I've also got another uh, version with that box set behind, uh, which is a newer version. Um, and so that was the first time that I'd really heard the Scorpions. Um, and I love that song, uh, you know, and I still love it to this day. But at the end of the at the end of those parties, they used to play the the uh, the softer tracks, you know, the ballads off that album. And that right. was the time when you would get a dance with one of the girls at the party. Uh, so, you know, Holiday would be on. Um, and the other track, which has completely gone out of my mind at the moment, the other slowly off the album. Um, and those, those two songs, um, you know, that, that was the time when you'd really look forward to the end of the party, the last 10 minutes of the party where you could get a dance with the girls. And so that, that, was, that was my early memory of the Scorpions. And that's how I got into the band. Were you successful uh, usually uh, being able to secure a dance at the end of the night? We always got a dance. Everyone got a dance with a girl. But whether you would ever get their number and uh, and see them again afterwards, that was a totally different story. <laughs> so it was almost like a, an obligatory dance. It wasn't. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, all the girls would pair off with all the boys, even though we uh, made fools of ourselves headbanging in the middle during the party. <laughs> that's great um tell us about some of the stuff that you do have behind you because you piqued my interest with the box set. that's the 50th anniversary uh remasters there yeah so um yeah so this is a limited edition numbered edition uh i can't remember the number of this one now uh 1710 out of 2000 uh and strangely i only bought this uh in the last uh 12 months or so, um, and I bargained and bargained on the internet for this with somebody else, um, <laughs> and it was a lot of money, uh, but it wasn't as much money as they were asking for, um, and I just had to have it because it was just a great box set, and, and um, you know, it's got some great albums on there. We'll talk about maybe one of them later, uh, okay. which will, might be my favorite. <laughs> All right. Um, 
But yeah, I've, I've collected uh, Scorpions albums ever since that sort of, you know, those days at the party. And like you say, all the 80s stuff is is amazing. And I really didn't know um, the early John Roth era uh, until sort of later in life, really. I mean, it was always, right. to me, you know, it was an 80s band. It was all Rudolf Schenker, Matthias Jabs, uh, you know, a, a real good 80s band. And later on, I discovered, you know, the, the rest of the, the rest of it. Yeah, that's interesting. When I was posting to social media before uh, to kind of hype up tonight's episode, I added hashtag uh, 80s metal. And I started to think, I'm like, wait a second, but they really started in the 70s. But where they really exploded was the 80s. I mean, you, you, we got to yeah. be honest that as good as the Uli John Roth stuff was and as influential as it was, and then later... Uh, Love Drive actually has Michael Shanker on some tracks. It wasn't until the pairing of Matthias and Rudolph that we got that explosion with the band from, I mean, in the States. And I remember hearing this years ago, there was a, a DJ out of New York called Ian O'Malley. And he talked about how, um, how uh, animal magnetism was the first quote unquote, big scorpions album in the States. And it didn't, it kind of fizzled initially. It didn't take off until later. And then that's when love drive became big and people went back like you're saying. So, um, all right, let's, uh, let's move on over to Johan here since he's also one of the guys who's actually, I think, well, no, we're both in the same time zone, so it's the latest for, for the two of us. This is this is past midnight for the two of us. So I want to make sure that in the event you need to step away or whatever, that we've got your commentary documented. So um, do you remember the first time that you got to listen to the band? Uh, your mic isn't working, Johan. Yeah, this is this is a running gag with Johan. <laughs> oh, but he he was on. Um, yeah, but uh, the, the the first time we had him on here, remember he it took like half of the show before he finally got his audio working. Yeah, but he Sweden. talked. Sweden with, is the home of electronics as well. Well, we we talked uh, about Megadeth's uh, <laughs> piece. <of culture. laughs> Nothing. I Man, I feel bad for you, buddy. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Let's see. All right. like, I think he's out. He tapped out. Well, let's see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rob, let's let's go with you, just in case if uh, you know we have another microphone emergency. We want to make sure that we have. Oh, you got to feed the got to feed the kids. How are the kids doing? Yeah. Rob? <laughs> the kids are doing well. The microphone's doing well. <laughs> but um, I, I have to go with uh, the first time I ever heard Scorpions was obviously Blackout. You know, okay. my par my parents have that album, and I remember looking what? at that album and being like, what the hell is going on here? You know, right. the shit across his eyes, and you're like, what's this? And then, obviously, you heard the song, you know, No One Like You. So, you know, that's how I, you know, got the, you know, 
get my first impression with uh, Scorpions, but, you know, obviously later, you know, I got to dig in, but yeah, that that's basically it. But, you know, I love the early 70s stuff, you know, prior, you know, after I got to get to know who Scorpions were. Sure. Okay, cool. Let's see if uh, if we have Johan back on. Can you hear me now? We can hear you loud and clear, sir. Awesome. There he is. Welcome uh, back, buddy. Thank you very much. I had to refresh. The, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, the first time I heard Scorpions was on the Swedish television. They showed the video for No One Like You uh, okay. in a program that was about, uh, you know, how hard rock was a bad influence to kids. <laughs> so that, that was my obvious gateway in. <laughs> yeah, ex- exhibit A, B, C, yeah. D, E. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, that's the first time I heard them. And the first album I heard was Blackout. Uh, I had uh, I taped it off a friend. Uh, and uh, that's, that's the first time I heard them. And uh, I remember I thought that Klaus, his voice was uh, not so tough as mm-hmm. you know the other uh, heavy metal singers were but uh, and i also like the ballads and as jeremy said you know the ballads at the school parties that was the time the only time that i could own dance with the girls <laughs> one thing i gotta say about his voice his voice is very smooth it's got that yeah. r&b kind of yeah. love to it anybody agree Yes. Sure. Yeah. I love his voice. I think it's one of the best voice, one of the best voices. Probably didn't appreciate it at the time. Didn't appreciate him at the time. But now, later in retrospect, he's probably one of the best vocalists uh, in metal or 80s metal, at least, in my opinion. And the dude can still sing. He still has a voice. He's like 74 years old and he can still sing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unreal. Cool. The, the cool the cool thing about Klaus is that nobody else sounds like him. Right. I mean, nobody. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a unique. And how many, I mean, it's so hard to be unique in music nowadays. And uh, and plus, he, is, he has such a great tone. He's so easy to listen to. And I think he's become a better singer, uh, even though he can't obviously hit high notes that he used to. Hence uh, why Big City Nights sounds so weird now. But uh, <laughs> his tone, his tone is still... Just fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, you you ever realize even back um, in the seventies, like with the live album, when he talks to the crowd, you kind of hear a gravel going on in his throat. You know, when he's trying to talk to the crowd, but when he sings, it's just beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. it's like perfect. You know, and to me, that amazes me as a vocalist myself. That he can, you know, have that kind of like, yeah, I'll have to it, you know, get out of it. And then he's all, you know, then he rocks out. I, 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 you know, to me, that's phenomenal. Cool. Um, let's see here. Let's switch back over to uh, Gabriel here. Uh, do you remember the first time you got to hear Scorpions? Yes, it was on, uh, I can't even remember. I want to say it was like 1991, 92. It was on MTV with Winds of Change. And I just, that is, I don't know. That is false. 
Why? Because you actually well, you have a better memory for these things than I do. What, what? You you had Savage Amusement. Yes. It came out. Savage Amusement is from like 88. Okay. So that was a cassette. And yes. if, you, if you remember, I went, I went on a binge and bought a whole bunch of cassettes. Yes. And if, and if you remember how I was, I a lot of times I would buy like a CD or a cassette at the time or a record. And a lot of times – I didn't play it for months after. Um, I even do that with Iron Maiden, my favorite band. I, the newest thing comes out, and I just buy it, and I don't play it. Yeah, I yeah, that's that's actually going to be on my list that that album. And uh, and basically, um, I believe I heard him first on Winds of Change uh, on MTV, and then I was like, oh, I have a cassette, and I started. I I went and started listening to him. And yes, I forget which summer we were in Spain together. I want to say it was 91, 92, it was that, that summer where I listened to that album at nauseum. And, uh, you know, that's probably one of my favorite, one of my favorite albums, obviously, because it's the first one I owned of them. Right. But the first time I heard them, I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was Winds of Change okay. on MTV. And and then I realized, oh, I got one of their cassettes. Because I went to a, a local store that was in our area that was going out of business, if you remember, Vic, was uh, James Way. Yeah, and they had all, all these cassettes in a bin, and all of it was uh, for two bucks. It was like rock and metal and all sorts of stuff. And I went out and bought like 30, 30 cassettes, and I didn't get to all of them, you know, because you can't just right. like in the old days. You can't nowadays. You can just fast forward and or whatever, you know, hit hit next next song or whatever. You had to listen to the album several times. So, yeah, I, I, I'm pre- I'm almost positive it was Winds of Change. It okay. was on MTV, and then. Uh, and then I heard him on uh, on uh, then I then I listened to Savage Amusement that that summer at nauseum. All right, I'm not I'm not going to dispute it. I just thought you know <laughs> that you had gotten to listen to it earlier. But hey, I believe your story. And and believe it or not, cassettes are coming back, so you might be able to you know purchase a few new ones. I got I I got them still. I still have my cassettes, and I still have. Uh, I listen. I didn't have an extensive collection like Victor did. I, I, you know, if I needed to listen to something or hear something new, I just went to his house, um, or he would get me a copy of it or something. But, but um, I do have, and I have, if not most of all the cassettes and vinyls that I have. Yeah. Nice, nice, cool. And from one doctor to another doctor, <laughs> Mister Brad Dahl. Uh, Dr. Brad. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Yeah. Poison. Um, let's let's see here. What is your earliest recollection of hearing scorpions? Okay, so uh, I'm going to go with uh, 75. Uh, back then, there weren't that lot of hard rock bands, and I remember, I don't even know how I heard about them, but I think I was in the record store and looking at the albums and Flight of the Rain. They had Flight of the Rainbow there and Scorpions. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the pictures and I thought, oh, these guys look like they're kind of hard rock, but I didn't want to spend my money on it. So my buddy, Doug Moore, who was with me, I said, dude, you should buy this album. <laughs> and he did. And so we went back to his place and we listened to it. And I'm like, what the? So this isn't hard rock. What? What? You know, it was like all spacey and, you know, I didn't smoke weed and stuff. So I didn't I didn't quite get that album. So I just kind of passed it off. It wasn't until uh, 1978. And uh, my first girlfriend had just dumped me. 
<laughs> and I was kind of licking my wounds. And so, you know, what do you do? What do you do when you're hurting? You, you go for the music. So I went to the record store and I saw this cover. Oh, wow. Okay? I saw this cover. And I, 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 of course, it was vinyl back then. And I was like, okay, I don't know what the hell's going on there. It looks kind of a little um, homoerotic. I don't know. What's going on. <laughs> but, but, I said, that looks like that, that looks like they're rocking out. So I, I got to buy this. And I did, I went home, dropped the needle on this thing. And the first song all night long came on and just the, I don't know, just the sound of this live album is just, it just hit me. The drum sound right off the top. Cause it starts off with a drum fill. Uh, those toms sounded so great. And uh, so that first song was just rock and it, it's like nothing else. I'm, like I, I've never heard any other band doing this kind of music. Uh, Pictured Life was next. Backstage Queen. I mean, it just kind of rolled right through it, and then it kind of got a little bit into the spacey stuff with the Polar Knights. And Polar Knights, I think. I think at this time, this band was kind of bipolar, and so I mean, you had the Uli side and you had the Klaus side, and the Klaus side was what I was more drawn to. And anyway, this, this, this album here, I, it, it, it saved, saved my life at that point in time. Um, yeah, I, I, I stopped thinking about that girl and I started thinking about rocking. So there you go. So I'm sure if she looks back at her decision that night and looks at what an accomplished doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's pretty much why I went to, and went to the doctorate program is to piss off all the girls that, that dumped me in the past. Well, that's, that's the way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it? The, the best revenge is living well. And I, I subscribe to that. Exactly. It's yeah, like, yeah, look, what we're doing. Look, look what we're doing now, kids. Although I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I want to be in this picture here. I want to, I want to be with these dudes. You I mean, th- this is, Oh no. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, looking at this whole thing, um, oh. I'm like, I, I want to be in Japan. I want to be a rock star. I want to, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so to all of, all of those girls, uh, to, to quote Willie Nelson, to all those girls you've loved before, um, this is for them. <laughs> See that? Too bad, so sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and now that I'm the trivia champion, the Trivia Tuesday champion, oh, boy. We're my, stat, my, my status has gone up my, you know, even more. Settle but down, settle down, down, settle down. Brad, Brad won, for those that don't know, Brad won Trivia Tuesday, last Tuesday, last question. Where, where I, I thought this might have been, been the answer. Where where I thought Metal Dan was going to pull away because and these were the questions that both the two of you had actually heard previously, but you ended up pulling it out and not only did you gain a lot of massive respect for for winning, um, I mean your credibility went through the roof all of a sudden, yeah. but uh, you also got a five dollar discount. How about that? You know, uh, it, you know, and I'm still trying to decide what I'm going to buy with that, and I'm definitely going to use it. Uh, oh, wow. I am disappointed there's no Mars Attacks Speedo, but um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Well, the old merch store that that I had did have options for women's thongs. That's like the closest thing there. 
But uh, I, I don't think. Oh my uh, god! Spend <laughs> five bucks on that. A but, flying uh, V right there by the the. the <laughs> yeah, that, that, that brings a whole new meaning to flying V. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, before we get kicked off of any of my illustrious platforms here, um, my introduction to the band was the same as Johan. Uh, I remember seeing the video for No One Like You on MTV when I had no idea who Scorpions was. And just hearing the song start out with the that lead guitar in the beginning and hearing the chorus, and it's always been my thing. If that chorus gets stuck in my head, or if there's a guitar riff that gets stuck in my head, and it inevitable, inevitably, I can't speak. It eventually gets stuck in my head rent free. I usually fall in love with it. And no one like you did that for me. So that made me instantly become a, a fan of the band. And when Love at First Thing came out, because I remember I saw the video maybe a few months before Love at First Thing, I was like, oh, here's that Scorpions band again. And it blew my mind that, you know, there was a band in Germany that was doing hard rock and metal, that which was what I was in love with. And, you know, growing up in, in a household where our musical landscape was Spanish folklore and Spanish uh, pop music and stuff, <laughs> anything that remotely resembled Kiss was, was something that I welcomed in open arms so heavy guitars and from another part of the world and you know a few months later my brother would come back from spain with a handful of cassettes from spanish hard rock and metal bands so you know it started this realization in my mind that bands all around the world were playing hard rock and metal so to me it was uh it, it was that track no one like you which was which was what kicked off my my love for this band um as far as let's let's talk about our favorite album by the band and as we do usually let's talk about the favorite album and three songs that we would use to sell people on that album so let's uh let's start off with Johan here Johan what what would be your favorite uh Scorpions album <clears throat> Why do you have to start with me? I, um, <laughs> I, it's so hard because right. my favorite album is I I really can't say. Okay. Uh, when it was 1998, my favorite album was Savage Amusement. Okay. Because I was 16 and uh, it was my summer of love, mm -hmm. and I met some girls, and I had listened to the Scorpions album. So it, it was a soundtrack to one of the best summers of my life. Sure. Uh, but now, in perspective, I must say, love at first thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the opening track, "Coming Home," with the, uh, the you know the the beautiful intro to that song. Uh, and uh, you know that album is really, really but 
on the other hand, blackout is. No, I say love at first thing. Today. <laughs> it's so hard. It it it, it is mm. it is very hard. It's impossible, you know. Love drive, animal magnetism is. I really can't say, but today, just for the sake, love at first thing. Okay. And the songs are coming home. Still loving you, and I'm leaving you. Oh wow, love love that song. I'm leaving you. Um, that was actually shot at a uh, college relatively close to where me and Gabriel grew up. That was shot at, um, I think it was Centenary College up in Hackettstown, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. It was an all-girls school at the moment, or at that time. And it was one of the reasons, if I'm not mistaken, why they shot there, because they needed a lot of females in the video. So, there you go. Um, let's see. Mr. Rob Rowe. What is your favorite Scorpions album and what three tracks would you proclaim as your favorite to sell the album to, uh, to someone else? Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of Scorpion songs I like. Okay. Because, you know, I'm, I, I'm just one of those fans that, you know, like a song to song to song to song kind of like deal, if that okay. makes sense. But my I'm just going to say my favorite song of all time is the sales of Sharon, you know, yeah, that song, that song kicks so much ass. And the funny thing is, you know, I like to write a lot of funk music Mm -hmm. myself. And when I first heard that, I'm like, I kind of ripped these guys off without realizing I ripped them off. That song is so badass. And I, I, I remember listening to it uh, just the other day because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm listening to it and I'm like, I think I ripped these guys off. And I didn't mean to, but <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, there's only so many notes and, you know, chords you can play on a guitar or bass or whatnot. So, right. You know, no better band than uh, early Scorpions, in my opinion. Yeah, so that is, uh, let's see, Sales of Sharon is off of um, Taken by Force. Yeah, Taken by Force. So, cool. Uh, Mr. Weltman. Hmm. Well, I actually feel Johan's pain because I've spent the entire week flipping backwards and forwards between albums, wondering which is my favorite album. Um I mean, we've mentioned Love Drive, not a filler track on that album. We've uh, Blackout, not a filler track on that album. And, you know, the list goes on. Love at First Thing. I love Unbreakable as well, which is a more recent album. But I, once I thought about it, I had to think about the album that I pull out of my collection more often than not. And I'll go back to the early John Roth era. And um, in fact, you've just mentioned the album because it is taken by force. Um, and the reason, what, one of the reasons I've picked this particular album, they released what, one year earlier than this album, they released uh, a fantastic album, Virgin Killer. Um, and a year later, they released a, a, an album that is just as good, if not better. 
um, and the songs on this album are incredible. And you've you've actually um, put up at least one of them this week. Um, we'll be in the sky, which was um, right. you know, is is one of my choices off the album. Um, the other song that I really like is Your Light because uh, it's got a real swing feel to it. This is where Uli John Roth comes into his own. You know, he's got that real swing guitar sound that um, obviously he's very influenced by Hendrix as well, which is another side to right. his, uh, you know, another side to him. And the other song that I'd really draw your attention to, and we, you, you know, um, Rob's just mentioned um, The Sales of Sharon, which is fantastic. But I would also mention He's a Woman, She's a Man, because... I listen to the uh, the guitar on that, the, the main riff, and I'm hearing Metallica. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. That's so good. Yeah, it's um, and and yet you know I can listen to any of those songs on that album, and I think they're all amazing. So that to me is is the greatest Scorpions album. Cool. Uh, let's go with uh, Doctor Poison. Uh, real quick before Dr. Poison comes on, I am sorry if I keep, you know, going away. You know, I have kids and they kick my ass. So every now and then, you got to remember it's five o'clock my time. So it's dinner time and all that bullshit, you know. <laughs> so I am. Feel you, man. No worries. Yeah. No, no problem at all. We know that if if you're in and out, it's because you got other things going on. That's cool. Just your, your mic does a great job at representing you. <laughs> well, thank you. And my mic will also tell you um, it still loves you. <laughs> <laughs> it's still loving you. Absolutely. Um, so go ahead there, Dr. Poison. You're... Uh, <laughs> Your your favorite Scorpions album and the three tracks you would use to sell it. All right. Well, I I could also go the same route that um, Johan and Jeremy went, and that's talk about uh, how hard it is, difficult, difficult to choose one favorite. But I'm going with this one, and I I'm I'm thinking. I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking, number one, the first time I got to see the Scorpions was on tour for this album. So that, that played a big part in it. But also just the production on this album and uh, the, the songs, it was just... Uh, I think they'd finally hit their stride. I think they, they really... You know, that, that was kind of just... They'd made it, okay? So, and that's Love Stings, right? Yeah, Love at First Sting. Oh, love it first thing. Sorry. Yeah, love it first thing. Oh, the choo choo's here. Um, okay, so now I'm gonna now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick three songs. I have a feeling that uh, in Sweden that the running the running order of songs is different because coming home is not the first song on the U.S. version. Um, although it should be, it may it makes sense. I mean, that's the song they opened up with uh, when they on this tour. And it was fantastic. It was a great, what a great way to open up a, a show. But for me, and, and I will, I'll include that in one of my three songs. It's a great, great song, upbeat song. Um, yeah, it, and it, it just, it just kicks ass. Okay, uh, Bad Boys Running Wild. That, that's that's my favorite track on the album, uh, just because that that guitar riff coming into it, that that lead that he plays, 
which I'm like, ah, how did he do that? There's got to be some studio trickery there. But I've seen him do it live now, I don't know how many times, and he edits just like the album, and there's no tapes running. Uh, and he just, yeah, Matthias, well done by you, because that to me is like one of the all-time classic guitar things ever recorded in, in rock. And then the song just takes off, and it's just got such a great, just driving beat, and um, the chorus is great. The whole, the whole thing. That's a a plus on that song. Uh, I also uh, really like. Let's see the other one that Johan mentioned. Uh, no, um, I can't read. What was the other one you mentioned? Still the the one where they shot the video. video. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm leaving you. Yeah, I'm leaving you. That's a that's a great song. So so there you go. Those are my three songs. You listen to those three songs, and if you're not if you're not sold on this band after listening to those three songs, something is wrong with you, and you need to look in the mirror and get your poop in a pile. Well, my 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 question is, you were talking about that first uh song you know with his guitar solos do you think that's uh classical you know guitar training or some techniques that's a really good question because the funny thing is when matthias was uh first kind of uh looked at to join the band i heard a lot of people saying he just wasn't ready he wasn't good enough i know michael when he was brought back into the band he pretty much said Matthias was not a very good guitar player. Just, re- I mean, he really got no respect from anybody. But I'll put him up against any any lead guitarist right now as far as performing yeah. live and nailing it tone-wise, na- playing every note perfectly. He plays his leads just like the album, which I, when they're that good, I love that. You know, I, I mean, his leads are that good. They, they need to be just like they're just like they're played on the album. And no, I totally agree. He 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 looks he looks badass, even though he he ain't got no hair. Um, like Rob, he looks badass. And I yeah, I th- I think Matias he's one of my he's one of my all time favorite lead guitar players. So there you go. Yeah, I I had heard a, a, a lot of those same things have have always been discussed uh, about Matias not being ready, and and I don't know if that has a lot to do with. Maybe Michael being jealous that he wanted back in on the gig or not, but um, you know I think that all these years later, he's they've made things work obviously because I mean that album is enormous. So uh, yeah, and then and then it got kind of weird when they did this album, okay? Because they brought in what John Five to write and also play on on a couple of these songs. And I know I, I heard Matias say some things like, you know, yeah, that's great, but I'm the I'm the lead guitar player. Why am I not playing on this song? And I yeah, I I kind of I kind of get that. Um I actually like that album a lot. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of really, really good stuff on that. I think after that album, I think the quality dropped a lot because it's uh Sting in the Tail, which was them yeah. like rehashing like oh we found all these demos from from uh love at first thing and we're gonna work on them and it's like okay van halen did that with a different kind of truth but it was different scorpions it was kind of like they were going through the motions you know um and then come black and and return to forever they, they were all i don't know i just don't get it they were trying to placate 
to an audience that isn't, you know, the, the, the soccer moms aren't looking for another Scorpions ballad. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, the yeah. people that are still hanging in with them are, are diehard fans. And um, that's why I think this new track that they've released, Peacemaker, is is really cool. I mean, it sounds like they're on the right track with this upcoming album. So, and I, and it'll be curious to see how much input Mickey D has on this because obviously coming from Motorhead, um, obviously Scorpions, he's going to make some money, but I'm sure he's also going to want it to live up to his legacy as well. So, uh, oh, absolutely, I agree. Yeah. So, uh, from one doctor to another. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. You're you're laughing, Vic, because you saw my parents coming. They have no idea uh, about technology. They, don't, they have no idea what I'm doing right now. So they just walk by like nothing's happening. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, sorry about that. Um, uh, so my favorite album. I'm gonna be a little more commercial with it. I, it. It is hard to choose because a lot of the stuff they they put stuff from they have some of the original stuff and then they, they do these compilations and then they, they redo the, some of the songs again. And, and it's hard to just pinpoint it, but, but you know, Savage Amusement, I listen, it, it is an awesome album. I, I enjoy the album very much, but uh, if I'm going to have to choose my favorite album for, it's hard to choose, but for my best songs, it's going to be um, crazy world. And it's basically, um, you know, winds of change is on that. And uh, another song, I made some notes here. Uh, tease me, please me, and basically one of my favorite songs is "Send Me an Angel." Um, I, I I really really like that song a lot, and uh, so that's that's what I would plug and say those are the three songs exactly for that album. You know, um, again, I know I did this a few a few uh, shows ago where I I switched it up on everybody and then uh, I basically. Uh, you know, th- through a curveball, and I, I'm going to do it again right now. I, while I, I love Crazy World, my favorite, one of my favorite, if not most favorite song from from Scorpions is Still Loving You. The the riffs, the guitar on that to me is fantastic. And I remember my first time I heard that was actually with you, Victor. We were in a festival in Spain, and we heard a cover band do it. Mm-hmm. You probably don't remember, but we were at a festival, and uh, I forget where we were exactly, somewhere and this cover band did it, and I didn't know there were the Scorpions at the time, and you're the one that told me, oh, this is the Scorpions. And I go, oh, my God. And then ever since then, I, I went back, and I you know, I got the album, and I listened to the song. I love that song. It's like a wonderful song. But as far as my favorite album, it's going to have to be Crazy World. Yeah. Um, still Loving You and uh, Queen's I Want It All was the staple for all the cover bands Yeah, for, for the longest time. The uh, I Want It All. And I'll say, what? I want to be tall? What do you say? Um, there, was a, uh, there was a Michael Shanker tribute band that actually came um, to play close to here. And it was funny because the owners of the place that were doing the show, they said, oh, have you heard these guys? Well, what do you think? And there was actually a, a, a guy, Jeremy, uh, you – I don't know if you remember him or not, but there was a guy – who's from this area who played for Real Madrid uh, in the eighties. His name in Spanish is pronounced uh, Amabisca is his name. Uh, He played um, late eighties, I believe. And he's got several, several pavilions and different things named uh, after him uh, in this area. But anyway, he asked me, he said, um, 
He said, um, from the look of things, you weren't too keen on the question. I said, well, the music's great. Uh, the singing really sucks. And, and they asked me, well, what do you mean? He doesn't sound good? I said, no, he's not singing the lyrics. The dude's making the lyrics up. And I go, you know, for someone that understands English and you're used to hearing these lyrics a certain way, when you hear somebody like making their own shit up along the way, it is an instant turnoff. So, well, good for uh, you, man. I mean, good for you to bring that up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I have no issue mentioning it mentioning it to the the owners of the place. They wanted an honest opinion, so gave it to them. Well, there you go. Yeah. So for me, this is a common theme. A very difficult for me to pick one song because there's so many good Scorpions songs and albums. I mean, I've been playing my Scorpions playlist this entire week and it's, it's hard. I love it. First thing, there was a summer where someone lent that album to a friend of mine here in Spain. And we listened to that album ad nauseum. I mean, over and over again. And there's actually two different covers for this album. I don't know if you guys know that. There's the regular one with the tattoo and um, and and the woman and the guy. And then there's one where it's the five members of the band going across the front. I see Jeremy scrambling, so I don't know if he has that. <laughs> no, just, no, just the original, the, the one, yeah. the first one, yeah. So there's another one that was used because they found there you go look like that that, no. that, Is that it? that's the alternative cover okay because that cover the original uh like other scorpions themes had some side boob going on there and as a result there were certain stores that would not sell it so there was that alternative cover made the difference was instead of that's like almost like a gray brad but it was black and white it looked like the original cover all black and white that's the only difference but um love it first thing is just such 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 a great album to me i mean i'm gonna be honest it's hard for me to pick between love drive blackout love it first thing and savage amusement um, and there are things on crazy world that I absolutely love. There are things on face the heat that I absolutely love. There's things on unbreakable and our, uh, or humanity, uh, which Brad showed before, but I have to go with blackout. There's just something about blackout that just the, the riff to the title track. I just feel so many bands have borrowed from that. Um, can't live without you. Uh, that that one's so great. Uh, I got to limit this to three. Um, and no one like you, I guess. But I mean, the the album still has, you know, Brad brought up Arizona. There's there's uh, uh Here, here's what I want to know. I I've heard I've heard Klaus say that they actually play that song when they play in Arizona but I've never heard a live version of Arizona. It's a great, I love the song. I love the, the, the way the guitars play off of each other rather right. than playing together. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I've never heard it. I've never heard it. Yeah. 
Well, so. now you got something to do tonight after you feed the kids. Listen to Arizona. Listen with headphones on so you get both guitars getting going against <laughs> each other. Tell me, tell me if that tell me if that's like one of the like one of the coolest things in rock music when you have two guitar players that are not playing the same thing and yeah. but yet it works and it and it's absolutely so um Going back to Johan here. Johan, have you seen Scorpions live? Uh, yes, I have. Um, but only two times. Okay. Uh, I have seen a lot of bands a lot of times, but Scorpions, I have only seen a Sweet Rock Festival both times. The first time was around 2009, 10, and the last time was with Mickey D. Okay, and and of course seeing uh, Mickey D with Scorpions is a big thing in Sweden. Mickey D sure. is a big he's a big star here, so he he get a. Isn't he, get, he Danish though? No. No, he's no? Swedish. He's no, Swedish. He's from, oh, good for him. He's from uh, his parents. He's from Greece, but he's born in Gothenburg, of course. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that is Sweden. Home he was just nominated. Uh, if you you. you uh, Logged in late, Brad, to the Fireside show because the first thing to come up was uh, Mickey D was just given an award for being the uh, the Gothenburger of the year. Yeah. Wow. I think so, you need but, to put the Gothenburger on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, but Scorpions, uh, in the, on the Love at First Thing tour, they played in Sweden not just only in Stockholm, Gothenburg, and Malmö. They also played in a small city called Karlskoga. Uh, and Scorpions is, uh, you know, they're big here. Really yeah. big. And that, that they played in Karlskoga is, until this day, very strange. But it was full. 6,000 people. Sure. So, uh, I don't know what to say about more about that, but... <laughs> Only two times. <laughs> so, and, and to be honest, uh, I didn't think the Scorpions were that great live what? nowadays. What? Really? Really? Now, they were good, but with Mickey D, it was better. But, you know, Klaus was old. And Rudolph, by the way, does he ever get old? <laughs> he looks like I mean he looks like he's 45 still yeah he's he's drinking tiger blood or something I don't know <laughs> tiger did you say tiger blood <laughs> yes I said tiger blood he's like Charlie no. <laughs> yeah but I know I, I didn't see scorpions when scorpions were at their best so yeah. I, I like to hear someone who have okay um Let's see. Uh, Jeremy. Yeah. I'm assuming uh, you've seen Scorpions at some festival. Yeah. I've, um, yeah, I've seen them at festivals, but I've, uh, yeah, I've seen them six times in total. Um, okay. The first time was in 2005 at Manchester Apollo. They were um, joint headliners with Judas Priest. So okay. that was re a really great gig. Um, uh, really enjoyed that one. And uh, a couple of years later, 2007, they were supported by Uli John Roth, in fact, who played a lot of his, um, you know, his proggy stuff that he normally does. And then he came on and did uh, three, th 
three songs with them, which were from the early albums, uh, Sales of Sharon, that, that sort of stuff. Uh, and that, that, was, that was excellent, really enjoyed that. And then in 2010, is, is also- I saw them in Manchester again with Michael Schenker supporting. But this was the time when Schenker was on the alcohol. Uh, he couldn't play a note. I, I mean, in a note, turning down, uh, you couldn't hear what he was saying. Playing, um, can you still hear me? I'm I'm losing it on the the video. Can you still? Yeah, hear yeah, me? you're back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, Michael Schenker was supporting with uh, the Michael Schenker group, which was a load of people I'd never seen before playing with him. I mean, he was really down on down on everything at, the, at that time. And then then halfway through the Scorpion set, Michael appeared through the backdrop. Uh, he was obviously completely pissed. Um, and he sort of winked at Rudolph, and Rudolph was sort of ushering him away. Um, and it was a you know a nightmare time for Michael, but the Scorpions were brilliant. <laughs> so that that was that experience. Um, and then in, in 2015, I saw them at the Rambling Man Fair in Maidstone, uh, which was an outdoor gig. They were superb that day. Uh, my wife came to that one as well. Uh, and in 2018, I saw them at the Stone Free Festival at the O2 Arena in London. Uh, Megadeth was supporting them. Uh, absolutely brilliant indoor show. Um, just just superb. I mean, uh, Rudolph was amazing. I mean, what, what a rhythm guitarist. Smoke coming out of his guitar. Um, coast to coast at the front. Just incredible night. Really enjoyed that. And then the final time I see them... Uh, was in 2019 at the Bloodstock Festival, which was really strange because Bloodstock is a a sort of a black metal, death metal festival, very, very heavy metal festival. And you've got, you know, a classic rock band headlining. And I wondered how they would go down, but they were really well received. You know, there's a lot of people watching them. Um, And uh, I also saw Malcolm Dome there. He's standing, uh, you know, just a a yard away from me. As Mm -hmm. you know, he he died um, this year. Um, and um, it was great. You know, there's just a couple of people who didn't like listening to them, but fantastic. Yeah, I, I think that also is a testament to what was mentioned before, that they influenced so many people that they could go over, you know, with almost any type of a crowd because they've influenced Metallica and they've influenced Megadeth and and bands that are much heavier than them, but... I think that they still, you know, I think that they're respected enough uh, with yeah. it, different parts of the metal community that it makes it work. So it did, just to just to finish off, they didn't shy away from uh, actually playing a ballad either at that. You know, a lot of the bands who play at that festival would never play a ballad, uh, but they still play them. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, Rob, have you seen Scorpions live? Uh, 97. Okay. And what I, was I believe that like? uh, I, I believe Bruce Dickinson was opening up. Okay. So yeah, it, you know I'm I, what I remember. You know what I remember was a fun <laughs> show. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had a good time. You know, I got picked up and dragged out of there. So you know, must have been a good time. But no, <laughs> like being honest. Um, it was an amazing show because everybody was on point. You know, it was like 
perfecto when you come to uh, the music aspect of Scorpions. I mean, you walk in there, what are you going to expect? You, you don't want to expect shit. Mm-hmm. You want to expect a great show, you know, great performance, good vocals. You know, you have a good time, have a great opening act, you know. So, yeah, I had a great time. Cool. Awesome. Um, Dr. Ruiz, have you seen them in concert? No. I think I'm going to be the only one in the group that has not seen them in concert. Hopefully they're still traveling and they'll come around, uh, but I have not seen them. Okay. So we will have to do a follow-up. Yeah, we're we're going to make that happen, Gabriel. Yeah. Okay. You, you and me, man. Scorpions. <laughs> All right. Gonna, I'm down. We're going to do it. I, I will come to you if I to me. We'll, we'll make it happen. How about if we just get a tour bus and we'll do the Scorpions tour? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, pick Rob, pick Rob up on the way. I like this yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah, and we'll just go and eat like uh, at all the great places, you know, city to city, and then uh, just go and catch a good show. I'm in. I'm in. There you go. But the the one catch, the one catch, Brad, is you have to drive in the RV that you picked up. Oh. Mount Olive. <laughs> hey, that and RV what? that RV is available, by the way. Those people that I, I brought it out here for, I uh-huh. think they used it twice and then decided that it was not worth the problems. And uh, so it's been sitting in their yard for the last year and a half going nowhere. So it's available. I can have it for like no charge other than the thousand dollars worth of gas. And plus <laughs> the microphone has to go because it's part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, so you promised me that you don't have a. Uh, I saw them in a broom closet in Agora Hill mm-hmm. story. Um, so let's see. You've obviously seen them live. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Here's the problem: they never really, ca- they never came to the U.S. until the you know Love Drive era. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I think I, I was living in Fred. Well, no, because it was after that. I don't even think they came over here during Love Drive. I think it was the the um yeah yeah whatever the animal thing is um yeah it was the yeah animal magnetism i think that's when they first came over and they were warming up for i believe they were warming up for ted nugent or something in la i was living in fresno at the time and it just wasn't quite enough to get me to drive down there and try to get tickets and um yeah so it was tough and then of course i went away into you know other things for the next two years i was off the music scene uh, when I came back, that was 84, and that's when I saw them here. So that's the very first time I saw them, uh, which I it was they were fantastic. They were just uh, they were really killing it. And I think for them, they'd finally hit the big time, uh, you know, headlining places, selling out places. They had the big stage. Uh, they played very well, although I'm going to say that my favorite time that I saw them was on the Unbreakable Tour. Okay. And. Uh, and here's why, because at that point, I mean, not only was the so- the album really good, and they played quite a few songs off that album, which I, I liked that aspect of it, but they were really a fine-tuned, I mean, the whole band was in sync and all together. And uh, James Kotak, it was before he went off the rails, and he was fantastic. I, I mean, he, I've never seen him drum better before or since, and his backup vocals really made the show because he was able to sing all this high stuff, you know, there was no pumping in of vocals. Uh, and 
that was one thing they've always been missing is somebody who could sing harmony. So that, that show was just so perfect. It's the sound was great in the arena where it was at and they were just fantastic, but I've, I've never seen them do a bad show, but I've never seen them in Sweden. So um, <laughs> I, I got to say, I was watching somebody, uh, somebody had put up a, a, a video of them doing their Vegas residency on uh, YouTube. And I started watching that the other night and, and they really looked like they were kind of phoning it in. And so I don't know that, that that's about the most off I've ever seen them. There was very little energy going on. So, you know, everybody has a bad night. They at the, the blackjack table, they were blacked out yeah. at the blackjack table. Blacked, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the whole residency thing. I mean, it, it sounds kind of cool on paper, but maybe it's just like, oh, I got to, oh, wait, I got to get up and go do a show kind of a thing rather than you're, you're in your whole rock and roll on the road kind of thing. And you go sound check and, you know, you kind of got your, your thing where you're getting up for the show and all that. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of like the prima donna fest. Uh, to to me, no one does it right. Again, Metallica, when they had their residency to celebrate their 30th anniversary, they did four shows and seven nights and played, I think it's 82 different songs. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do That's a residency, awesome. make it special. Make it something that it's worth the worthwhile for the fans, you know, similar to. Yeah, uh, if you're going to be a band like Kiss, you're going to get the same 21 songs. But that's the problem. That's what Motley Crue did. That's what Def Leppard did, except for the first time, you know. And so then they wonder why they can't sell tickets. Well, if I'm going to see the same 10 songs that I could see for five to 10 bucks on a lawn seat, why am I paying 300 to see you in Vegas? So, yeah, um, I I think they kind of get caught between the, you know, who am I playing for? The guys that were are just in town to gamble, and then they saw, oh, so and so is playing here. I can go to the show, and I I know like three other songs, kind of thing. Or are they doing it for the real fans who are going to fly into Vegas to see this thing? No, and they're doing it. For, they're doing it for the uh, advancement. That's what they're doing it for. They don't give a fuck about the fans. They're doing it. This, you know, this person's going to give you this amount of money. This person's going to give you this amount of money. Oh, do you want a hotel to stay in? Oh yeah, we can do that too. That's I'm I'm a big Kiss fan, but that's what Kiss does. They play the same songs and they, you know, they just want to go out there and make their money. I'm sorry, but that's what they do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I get I guess I, I I get that from a business standpoint, but as a fan, um and the fan that doesn't want to see the same songs over and over. Uh, yeah. I want to see I something agree. a little bit. I want to see something special, something different. It's like, if I'm going to travel to go see a band, I want it to be, I want it to be unique. Yeah. It, it so, would really be nice if they whipped into strange ways or something like that. You know what I mean? Just for the hell of it. Give us yeah. a, you know, an obscure tune. Not the same ones over and over. You want Scorpions to play Strange Ways? <laughs> yes, that would be all, dude. You know that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> Boom, dude. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, 
I'm going to, since we are kind of talking about scorpions, although we veered into kiss land, I'm going to say this. I think the scorpions, other than the covers they did on Tokyo tapes, those are awful, but I think the scorpions do cover songs better than any other rock band. Even the stuff they did on come black. I thought they just killed those songs. I was like, Holy crap. I mean, they made me like Ruby Tuesday. I mean, geez, that, that's, oh, I mean, nobody else, yeah, nobody else could make me like that song, but they did. And, and Klaus is singing on that is just unbelievable. Yeah. They, I, it, uh, let's see what other covers have they done? They've done a few and, and they just, they, they kill it. Yeah. Um, tainted, tainted love is on that album. Yeah. Well. That's really good. And I could give a rat's ass about that song and their version of that is really good. <laughs> They did the the Who's Can't Explain as well. Like, oh, that's that's really good. Holy crap! <laughs> Listening to that today. Um, yeah, I want to play that a version of that song, man. <laughs> oh. So, um, uh, like uh, my cousin, I have never seen them live. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. But oh, here they, we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. What? No, but they have. They have played close to me. You, 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 you sat next to him in a movie theater? No, no, yeah. no, no. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, yeah, he, wait he, for he, it. He saw the trailer. Wait. No, no, no. Wait for it. Because Jeremy knows the story. Jeremy wanted me to repeat it. Yep. But, um, yeah, so they've played like 20 minutes from my house. One time, my first, my oldest son had just been born, so it was impossible and the last time they played, it was pouring rain. So it was like, all right, well, get soaked watching Scorpions uh, through questionable sound or stay dry and stay home. Well, hopefully they'll be back at some point. But uh, anyway, so we're coming back from the U.S. And um, my future wife and I are sitting in Charles de Gaulle Airport in France. And we're waiting for our connecting flight to here in Spain. Me and my wife are sitting there, and I see this guy, this really like a extravagant guy coming down the uh, the escalator, and I and I say to my wife, "Who the hell is this clown who thinks he's Rudolf Shanker of the Scorpions?" Like, come on, who the hell is this? And that turned to, oh shit, that's Matthias, that's Klaus, that's. I don't remember the current bass player's name. And that's um, uh, James uh, Kotak behind them. And my wife was like, go up to them. I'm like, I'm not going to go up to them. Like, we're in the middle of the airport. They're calling for that gate over there. They're playing a festival. I, it all of a sudden dawned on me that they're, they were playing a festival here in Spain. So they were waiting to be like the last people on that plane. So... Uh, my wife gets up and flashes the uh, devil horns and they all kind of go by. And then James turns around and goes rock and roll forever, man. So <laughs> I didn't see them in concert, but I can almost guarantee I was closer to them than anyone else. <laughs> so, yeah, no shit. Um, so that's, that's, that's my <laughs> Scorpion story. And I will say that seeing them go through, uh, through the, through the security check was something that I wish I was blindfolded for because all these years of uh, 
nobody had the cucumber, nobody had the uh, cucumber in the, uh, no, the uh, tinfoil. No. no, but uh, but there was more than one Gallagher hairstyle. That's all I will say. Uh, yeah. Hey, so, you know, not everybody's blessed with the, uh, you know. Well. I'll 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 be there one day as well, so I shouldn't really knock it. Um, well, no, the funny thing is that you got to experience that. You know, not many people get to. I I've experienced, you know, you know, many rock and roll or you know actors <clears throat> in my time, but that is really cool that you got to actually, you know, like. You know what's really kind of funny is your wife was the one that told you that's the scorpions. Go say hi. And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm not really somebody who tends to, uh, you know, if I see someone like that, maybe I'll say hello. And, and that's about it. Even at shows when I've interviewed people, you know, if I see other musicians, hanging out i'll say hey how's it going and that's about it i don't usually you know go up and say hey you well, know, i'm so I, I, I wasn't expecting you to be all like yeah, you know get all yeah. fucking freak about it but you know i i would expect you you know you could have walked up and went hey yeah well i'm victor did, did you did you freeze him like that on purpose because that's per you should we we need to like have Rob frozen like that on the screen at all times. <laughs> yeah, frozen. He's moving. Just that he's. Um, the, <laughs> it looks like he's still, but he was moving. So, um, real real quickly, uh, real quickly, I want to throw one last question out to uh, to each and every one of you before we wrap this up. And this question pertains to the importance of scorpions. Where do you guys think they lie in the importance of hard rock and metal? Um, are they important to the evolution of the music style? Uh, because obviously, like I said, they were close to the top of the mountain at one point in time. Uh, they still have people hundreds to thousands of people that go see their shows. Do you, do you think that in the grand scheme of things, they'll be remembered as an important band throughout the history of hard rock and metal? Johan, what do you think? Yes, I think they are equally important as Maiden, Metallica, all the big ones, ACDC, Scorpions is up there. Absolutely. 100 uh, percent okay. yeah for sure that's my opinion and i will yeah my absolute opinion they are the one of the big ones okay perfect jeremy yeah i think um the fact that none of us have mentioned tonight that they're actually from germany says a lot about them they're a they're a worldwide phenomenon, and and that in that respect, their you know their their popularity will last forever. They are uh, one of the greatest rock and roll bands, one of the greatest classic rock bands, I'd say. Um, so I think yeah, they're they're really important. Okay, Rob. 
Well, of course. I mean, the longevity speaks for itself. Been around, you know, what, 50 years? Yep, 50 plus. So, of course, you know, yeah. Okay. Gabriel. Um, yeah, I, of course. I, I see them as a foundational band. They were basically one of the bands in the forefront that started this whole thing. I mean, you had you had other bands, you know, like Sabbath and, and you know, people say, oh, it was Sabbath and, and even Earth. And they were the, the foundational band for a lot of the uh, rock and heavy metal of today. Um, but they also represented their version of it. And they, they you know, I, I, I feel like, especially early on, they – they, they, they played their version of it, and they were big. I even made mention to this in past, uh, past Patreon shows how, how, you know, when I was growing up, they were, they were heavy. They were, in, our, in my mind, they were a heavy, heavy, heavy band, you know, and, and eventually now they're, they're considered like, you know, let's say classic rock or, or rock, but f- foundationally, this is why they can play some of the festivals like Jeremy was mentioning and you know and people accept them and they could probably pay play other other in my opinion other genres of music and what's going to happen is is you're going to have not other genre music but i'm talking about other genres of let's say festivals and things of that nature and you'll see you'll see um you know like moms and and people go i remember that song and you know and this and that and it's going to just come out of their DNA and they're going to be like, that's a Scorpion song. Very similar. If you listen to Trans-Siberian Orchestra, when I went to go see them, you don't realize that you got a little 85 year old grandma sitting next to you, enjoying these songs, thinking, not realize she's listening, basically metal, <laughs> you know? And, and it's like, uh, that's how True. my vision, I, I see the Scorpions. The Scorpions uh, are a foundational band that basically touched if not all, many other 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 bands that we listen to today, and have some level of uh, of uh, let, let's say influence on all of them. And if if I would find a band out there that would say no, I would I would be hard pressed to find one. Cool, Brad. You know, you guys you guys have nailed this like hundred um, percent. And they have they, I put them on the A list. If you're going to like put A level bands, they're they're there. Uh, maybe not as you know, pulling in as many fans as some of these other bands nowadays. But the fact that they've worked their asses off for so long, put out so much music. I mean, yeah, they had some weird kind of twists and turns, but they've crossed genres. They, I mean, every album kind of is here and there and, you know, they bring in different types of music. It's all Scorpions though. Uh, And it's hard to find a human being on this planet who wouldn't recognize Rocky like a hurricane. I mean, they, they've kind of almost, I mean, they're not quite ACDC as far as name recognition, but music wise, people would know the music if they heard it. They'd be yeah, like, well, yeah Rocky, I know that song. It's played almost at every, you know, like baseball game or football game anymore. Yeah. Kind of like ACDC. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they and they and they did it. the The big difference is they did it doing some different things. Even though they've been accused by uh, many people as playing, you know, the same song over and over and over, but they really don't. I mean, they, God, they yeah, they they cross over into so many different things, um, and they do it very very well. And they're a unique band. Nobody else, nobody else sounds like them. 
I agree. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I have to agree with that, that, you know, if you really think about, you guys are saying A-list bands, if you think about Scorpions, if you think about ACDC, Kiss, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, you you talk about these bands and they all have a unique identity. I mean, set aside the imagery, the music sounds different. The Each one of their voices sound different so that you know who they are. Um, I think that, yes, if you look at their heyday, they're all of the important albums that we've talked about. They've all influenced other bands, different eras. And I think for that, you, they have to be in the discussion with a lot of these other bands. And, and like I said, um, in the 80s, think about it. They were playing arenas when Maiden wasn't doing that yet. Um, yeah, True. Maiden was playing like Radio City in New York and Scorpions was already playing, you know, Madison Square Garden. So there's, you know, there's there's something to be said about that. So I think that they've done a lot to help push this genre along and crossed over into, you know, pop <clears throat> territories with some of their stuff. And for that, I mean, I think, you know, they're, they're a extremely important band uh for all of this so um on that note i do want to thank all of you guys for joining me tonight for being part of this discussion i want to thank anyone who's watched this live there have been a few people in and out and um uh, thank anyone who's listening to this or, or watching it afterwards and um yeah if you want to be part of the next three weeks worth of shows they're going to be all patron shows uh next week we're going to be doing doing a show focusing on 1981 then the uh state of hard rock and metal and then right before um cutting things off for this year we're going to talk about our favorite releases of the year so if all uh, if you guys want to come back you're more than welcome to do so and anyone else that wants to subscribe and and be part of the upcoming shows, you're more than welcome to be involved as well. So I just want to say good night to all our friends. Good night. It's good to see you guys. You know, I'll see you in the chat. Awesome, guys. Thanks again, and thanks everyone who is uh, watching this or listening to the replay once again. I'm repeating myself, but uh, that is it. This this kind of puts the end to our Scorpions discussion. We will see you next time right here on the Signals from Mars live stream. See you, folks. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 